Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh pop-up greeting cards they have all kinds of amazing items and right now through january 8th you can get 35 percent off site-wide by using the code dc news 35 that's dc n-e-w-s three five dc news 35 use that code until january 8th and receive 35 percent off site-wide at insighteditions.com Hey there all you DC comic book fans, DC comics news fans, comic book fans, and fans of lists of top comics each and every week. And that's what you get when you tune in here to the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. I should know, I'm your host, Seth Singleton. You are listening to episode number 82. I've got a slew of books, but only five this time. If you were around last time, you'll know we got a little adventurous, packed together a top 10 list from three weeks total but we're bringing things back to our normal speed as we head into the rest of december again this is episode number 82 my first book as i always do there are five total on the list we do two there's an ad break then we finish with the last three and i do my best to give some reasons why I think these are the books you should be reading. My first choice is Far Sector number 9. The story by N.K. Jemison has been so lovely. It's been uh, a staple here on the spinner rack, and the art and color by Jamal Campbell brings to mind some of the best ideas that always rush to the forefront. Whenever I think of great comics, it, it feels bright, fresh, and new. It feels emblematic. It feels like it draws from the rawest moments in history, but then also makes them so bright and original. And man, if there isn't the coolest variant cover to go with this one, smart, cocky, just like our... Uh, <laughs> our main hero, our Green Lantern. Sojourner has really been on a bit of a tear, discovering the difference that exists between more than one culture on the city enduring, something that has a democratic approach and republic, and yet is well aware of all the ways it fails that democracy while promoting the idea of it. There's a really great introduction sitting down at a diner where Joe and an AI companion who has really helped bridge the difference between the two worlds has made it clear to our Green Lantern just what it is that exists and doesn't 
in the eyes of those who are in control. In fact, it's the reason why only one counselor was required to bring about a rule, something that affects not only the physical living, but the AI constructs that are as much a part of the life as everything else that our Green Lantern has experienced. And Ms. Moline is about to do some investigating that brings her to a new discovery. We get a little bit of local transport information, such as how to get around and how to do it in style. But along with that, we also get the introduction of a nefarious plot, something that I would imagine would be a shameful secret that the city of Enduring would like to keep in the dark. And yet using a few tried and true tactics, Sojourner finds herself on the premises of something immensely horrifying. And the idea of Oh, a camp, a placement, uh, <laughs> an idea that is used to keep one group of the public pushed down and under control. And it is a twisted mirror of so many things that have occurred in our most recent history here on planet Earth. To see them now in the city enduring and on its borders and outskirts and also to see the length and depth of its meaning as it plays out on the face of Ms. Moline, our Green Lantern, is a wonderful combination of the great writing that builds this scene and the beautiful art that I was talking about from Jamal Campbell that captures it. But man, there are a couple final pages that they're, they're only done justice when you read them yourself. I won't do anything to try and spoil them, let alone try to fall below their grace and beauty by giving you any additional insights to them. What I will say is, if you've liked Far Sector so far, if you have only heard about it recently, if you're only hearing about it for the first time on this episode, I encourage you, backtrack, find earlier issues, go to the beginning. And when you get to this part, Listen to this episode again. Let me know what you're thinking and afterward what you thought. And I'm curious to hear more about those thoughts. So stay tuned to the end for all the ways that I let you know how to do that. But with that, I leave off with this really gorgeous, mysterious, captivating Far Sector number nine, my first choice, a five out of five book, and a great way to transition into my second choice. And for that second choice, I had to go with The Dreaming, Waking Hours number five. My goodness, this story, The Bard and the Bard, finale, written by G. Willow Wilson, with art by Nick Robles, colors by Matt Lopes, letters by Simon Bolin, and an original cover by Tiffany Terrell. It is beautiful to behold and wondrous to enjoy, and we have before us, two characters being pulled and torn and twisted. We have Lindy, still trapped in a dream, and we have Ruin, the nightmare that escaped and found its way into the real world, only to unfortunately bring Lindy's baby 
with him and then to leave Lindy's baby with other magical figures, creatures, former perhaps members of the host, i.e. heavenly. And the challenge when Merlin bursts onto the stage of a play that Lindy had created in order to answer a question that was at the heart of her thesis, which was, who was the original author of Shakespeare? Merlin is challenging and questioning and dangerous, and then, thanks to one version of Shakespeare, revealed to be only something of a, a boogeyman in the dark. Perhaps the best moment Lindy responds with is when there is a question challenging her, and to which she answers, I owe you no answers. You're not my child. In fact, you're every voice I've ever heard in my head telling me I couldn't do it, and I refuse to let these voices speak through me or for me anymore. It's a wonderful moment when Lindy regains control of herself and the dream in which she is in. And meanwhile, we have Ruin, who hasn't really been living up to the nightmare status, mostly because poor Ruin has been distraught at finding a true love, one discovered in a dream that was supposed to become a nightmare, and then Ruin realized it no longer, he no longer wanted to do that. So just what was the result? Well, the journey that's led to us, and this point, in which Ruin embraces all of the nightmare qualities that are supposed to be within him. And also, in that process, here is Dream, discovering his own creation, a creation that has a will of its own, one willing to sacrifice, one willing to give of its own self in order to make sure that a mortal will be spared. And perhaps the loveliest moment in this story is when Dream recognizes that and says, I'm a part of everything I create, yet there is a part of me and you that I do not recognize. And from this, we get a great transition and discovery and future for Ruin, one that is a joy to behold and one that I encourage every reader to embrace as they do. And then we get a series of lovely reunited moments, both Lindy in the real world and not alone, as well as those who helped her on her journey, finding some resolution. Not complete resolution. That's not the way things always work. However, there are resolutions. There are culminations. And from them, there are gifts. But just because this chapter in a larger narrative has come to a close, it's clear that there are things which were disturbed in the course of this arc that still have their stories to tell how they will be told in future issues. You get a hint of that and more, but I do enjoy the fact that what we get to see as part of the resolutions for this arc is the new direction for at least two characters and the hints of greater possibility for others. And so it is for this reason and so many others that The Dreaming Waking Hours number five it's a great 5 out of 5 book for me, and a wonderful second choice here on episode number 82. 
And with our second book out of the way, that means it's time for a quick ad break. We're going to bring you back after we catch you up on all the great things going on here at DC Comics News, all the ways you can be a part of it, and possibilities as to yet undiscovered, waiting in the future. Right after that ad break, we'll be back with my third, fourth, and fifth choices. See you soon. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now, through January eighth, you can get thirty-five percent off site-wide by using the code DC News thirty-five. That's DC. N E W S 35. DC News 35. Use that code until January 8th and receive 35% off site wide at insighteditions.com. Hi everyone. I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast. Here every week to talk everything DC movies, TV, comics, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um... Can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. (laughs) No. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Ogre. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not in need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. (laughs) Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there.
or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. First, there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the Knight. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV and video games. The complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion podcast network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth <laughs> joke. Here's <laughs> <laughs> hoping. <laughs> We're going to have guests on this show, we're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff, let's go. Off the cuff, off the cuff. Anything off, you want, anything you cuff. want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's, that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't want to. God damn it. Look, all right. We're going to Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's season, but whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. And just like that, we're back. The ad break has come to an end. It's time for the third, fourth, and fifth choices here on the DC Comics News Spinner Rack, episode number 82. I'm your host, Seth Singleton. Keeping it chugging along now we're going to do a little tom king a little something else and then we're going to come back to tom king can you guess where i'm going it's okay if you can't because we're already there at least for part one and the first book that i'm talking about here happens to be batman catwoman number one title i've been really excited to read more about and i am happy to say i was not 
Disappointed. This amazing book written by Tom King with art and cover by Clay Mann, colors by Tomu Mori, and letters by Clayton Cowles is a team that has worked so well together on so many great projects. You might have seen some of this on Tom King's Batman run. Did you? It's okay if you didn't. I won't tell anyone. However, what I will tell you is that there's three really lovely images that open this book. Silent Night is the story. What it's giving us inside is a glimpse at a present that is in the future. One that also points to a few figures from Batman's past and suggests the idea of Selina outliving the Dark Knight. Or is that just how it appears? Well, there's possibilities suggested. There's a present that is fiery and passionate with all of the heat that Batman and Selina always brought to the rooftops. And then a series of journeys throughout legendary places within the Bat mythos to characters who have the ability to bring to mind some of those storied moments that don't always rank as high as familiar rogues like Penguin or Joker. And so the Sewer King is a lovely destination for the present line story, as well as some glimpses at why it is the Joker sits on the border of this story and doesn't quite do more than engage with Selina. And as he does so, there's that recognition that when you don't play with the Joker, let alone when you don't invite the Joker to play, you always run the risk of irking his ire. And because of that, there's a suggestion that the events that are hinted at in a past, a present, and a future can show us just what Tom King will be unfolding in the remaining pages of this very interesting, very curious, and very mysterious first book. Silent Night is a wonderful reminder of all the ways that Tom King enjoys creating threads in his stories and then following them through from issue to issue. This is only the first strands. They are beautiful, memorable, engaging, and also so quick to pique the curiosity. It's, it's a deft set of movements, much like, say, chess, and it feels like a game of strategy designed to show us, then tell us, and then show us something new, completely contradicting what we think we might know. Think you know? Love to hear your answer. Stay tuned for the end for all the ways that you can let me know. However, that's my third book, a great five out of five pick, and that means it's time to move on to the fourth. Now for that fourth book, I decided to go with Justice League Endless Winter number one. I'm always hesitant to include a crossover event or books from one onto the spinner rack. I feel it's a challenge to keep up with all of them, to give them all recognition. And sometimes it feels like they crowd an already cluttered field of comic stories I'd prefer to read and then read the crossover event as its own. However, Endless Winter number one did some really great things and I'm gonna get to those. First off, it's written 
by Andy Lanning and Ron Mars, with art by Howard Porter, colors by Hi-Fi, letters by Anworld Design, and an original cover by Mikkel Yannan. Variant cover is by Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. There's also a great flashback sequence with art from Marco Santucci, colors by Arif Priano, and letters by a larger world studios, Troy Pateri. The thing that really caught my attention with this book is the discovery of a place near where Superman's Fortress of Solitude used to be. And when it was moved, when it lost that location and the events of which can be tracked down and discovered. But when that occurred, what was left behind? Something that is now being explored with the story. And it was the first reason that I chose to put this book on this week's list. Because this crossover chooses to take a moment in Superman's legacy and raise a question. Could he have done it better? What could he have done better? And how, by not doing it better, or as well as he could have, or knowing the potential risks involved, how can a mistake on the behalf or the part of Superman, something that falls in his realm of responsibility, now be a conflict that the world, the League, and so many others must face? Probably should have gone the other way with that, yeah? Maybe Superman, the League, and the world? I don't know. Depends on how you prioritize things. However, the priorities of a few villains are a lovely transition in the Mithali Island on the Arabian Sea. And there we get some popular favorites that I enjoy, like Catman, Icicle, and Rampage. They're quickly engaged by members of the Justice League. And then there's a great transition into what it is that's being discovered back at the, uh, as it's pronounced, I believe, Yogleborg region and the Citadel Glacier. Now, Simon Stagg is a character who showed up in the Terrifics recently, and I'm glad to see him making a new appearance here, somewhat motivating the discovery of new elements, new forces, new powers, and how in the doing of it, we not only get to see a Justice League called away, but a plot in the works to free the villains they just captured. And also, the discovery that even as the holidays are coming around, that there are so many things that can be very dangerous about the cold that drives us in to the warm places, and what can happen if that cold is suddenly unleashed upon the world. We do get some great ideas that are fun to enjoy visually, whether it is near the crater, whether it is ice creatures, or the appearance of our main villain, one who is <laughs> very cold-themed with a very specific and interesting design, and one that I felt really set up a feeling of history as well as a connection not only to Superman, but potentially other heroes of the modern world and threads from their past that are shared in the flashback sequence that includes the wizard Shazam and a few, well, let's say familiar figures, but those that I will not name at the time because, I mean, come on, those final pages, those are all for you great thing about being a fan and reading great comics is 
Someone can tell you what to look forward to enjoying in a comic, but that doesn't mean they need to spoil all the elements for you. I'm doing my best to show a little restraint and let you know when you get to those final pages. I think you'll enjoy and potentially have thoughts or questions to send my way. That was Justice League Endless Winner number one, my fourth pick here on episode number 82. Hey, guess what? That means it's time for my fifth. And how do you follow a great five out of five book like Justice League Endless Winner number one? Well, you add in a little more Tom King to this list. And by that meaning, I am talking about Strange Adventures number seven, written by Tom King, with interior and cover art by Mitch Gerards and Evan Doc Shaner, with letters by Clayton Cowles. And really, man, the degree of complexity in light and shadow that this book opens with and has continued to use, which really is just a an extension of the consistency from the first six issues all the way up now to Strange Adventures number seven, makes a Wild West standoff in the clouds really <laughs> feel classic and wonderful and also bright and horrifyingly present as well as futuristic and it's our introduction to a very harrowing concept which is torture and I, I'm struck by the depths to which torture can range and that it is only limited by imagination there are the tried and true ways that have been displayed in cinema and television but in this issue, a new concept of what I can only imagine is an unexpected take on torture is demonstrated. And with it, the changed and often unexpected character moments for Adam Strange, ones that, that show him being so very different from the people on earth so very aware of how he and the colorful heroes differ based on his role as a warrior on a planet that has faced genocide and amongst these heroes who are driven so much by moral questions that he has never been in his mind given the luxury to entertain through it, we also meet a very powerful and potentially long-term enemy who is so malicious, so aware, so conscious as a torturer, as someone who is able to hurt and yet also keep that cold, quiet, unaffected demeanor. We get the sense that the torture that was used on Adam changed not only who he was as a person, but also how he acted, how he thought, and what he could and could not control. And there is also a quiet revelation that is stark and powerful and haunting. And it gives not only Adam Strange, 
and the war that he had with the Picts, a new context and lens, but also everything that we have uncovered up to this point now can be viewed with a new approach and also a new level of understanding. Now, I can't say for sure if that means that there's a connection to that ominous sounding bird that was just making noise outside my window. What I can say is that there are ominous things on the horizon for strange adventures, for Adam Strange, for his wife Alana, and for the history they have been telling people about themselves, their family, more importantly their daughter, and how they connect to the events that led to the investigation of Adam Strange. It's a beautiful book, it's a great detective story, it's a wonderful narrative, and it's haunting for all of the things it uncovers along the way and the depths to which it's willing to plumb. I highly recommend Strange Adventures, the entire series, and specifically issue number seven. A great five out of five book and a great way for me to end episode number 82. Those were my picks, I stand by them. Got a question, comment, thought, or something else? Please, let me know. All you have to do is find me out there. Now you can do it the group method. You can go ahead and use the at symbol and DC Comics News. That's at capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S, capital N-E-W-S. On any of your social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, or more, like YouTube. And when you do, you'll let the entire team at DC Comics News know what you're thinking, what you're thinking about, whether it's DC Comics News Spinner Rack or some of the other great stuff we've got coming your way. You can also find me directly. I'm Seth Singleton. I'm on Twitter as one more singleton. Instagram is Seth the Writer. My dogs Bruno and Fiji are much cuter, and if you're going to check out animals, you might as well check out them. And of course, you can find me by typing my name, Seth Singleton, and the word story into a search engine, and then let me know what you discover and how you discovered it. Make sure that you never miss out on new episodes of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack and all the great content here on the DC Comics News Podcast Network. That includes original content like the DC Comics News Weekly Podcast, a review and roundtable discussion of DC Comics and movies, television, streaming, comic books, and more, as well as episode-by-episode breakdowns of classics like I Am the Night, the Batman the Animated Series breakdown, an episode-by-episode discovery with our own Mr. Steve J. Ray, the Mad Love, a Harley Quinn cast, an episode-by-episode breakdown of the original DC Universe show. There's even more for you to look forward to and more coming your way. How do you not miss out? Well, you go ahead and subscribe to this podcast network on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll be set. And of course, if you want to see the new stuff we've got coming your way on our YouTube channel, I highly encourage you. You'll probably want to start with the newest to the fold that would be DCN After Dark, hosted by our very own Kelly Gaines. She's got great things for you. You won't want to miss them. So wherever you are, wherever you go, look for at DC Comics News. And when you do, you'll make sure you're never going to miss out. We've got more coming your way. I can't wait to share it with you. Until next time, we have a little reminder you should always take to heart. And that is to read more comics.
Have a great week, everyone. Catch you next time.